Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Channel Zero, No End House, episode 1, it's called This Isn't Real. We'll start spoiler free because as much as it's an episode 1 of a second season, it's because it's a standalone anthology seasons, we figured it may be worth, some people might jump in, check out if this one's any good, if it's worth jumping into. So we'll do a little bit of spoiler free and then we'll warn you before spoilers and we'll go in. So Channel Zero is... Uh, a show that came out uh, relatively nowhere last year, and we quite liked. It was, it's a, obviously, mm. as we say, it's an anthology, six-episode seasons. It's already been renewed for both season three and four, so sci-fi are quite happy with this. They're, they're, they're liking what yeah. it's doing for, doing for them. And uh, so last year we had this story about this evil kids' TV show that only children could see... And it was making kids do stuff, like evil stuff, not just silly things, but like, you know, proper murdering and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very creepy, had a lot of nightmare fuel-esque things. I think the, the tooth child will... Uh, yeah, some some great imagery. ...be etched in my mind for forever. Uh, so, second season is No End House, and I had no idea what this was. I, I mean, I knew it was a house, because of the title... But you you that, knew more than me because when I came into this, I'd not seen a, a teaser. I'd not, I'd not, didn't know the title. I knew nothing. I'd, I'd seen a poster and there was a, there was a house on it. But given that it's called No End House, I was fairly certain anyway that there was going to be a house of some well, kind. Well, see, I didn't even know that. Um, now we've we've talked about it in the news. Okay. So, so you well, did know this I at some know, point. Maybe I knew it when they announced it a long time ago, but I'd forgotten it long ago. So, so we went into this, and it's funny because as much as I knew there was a house, I didn't know to what extent. Uh, like, because at some point in this episode, when someone explains the no end house, they're like, "Oh, it's there's six rooms in it, and like each room's like different than the last, and you know, not everyone makes it to the sixth room." I was like, "Is this going to be like one episode, like one room per episode?" Is that I was how this thinking is? that as well? Yeah, I'm like, man, these rooms are going to be in depth. Uh, that is not the case, however, because uh, the other option, of course, was that they they go to the house, they go through either some or all of it, and then we have after effects, those things that are affected by the house, and uh, that's more the, more the case. So um, I'm not really sure where it's going for the rest of it now, which is exciting. It is, isn't it? Because it, it, it goes through the, the beats that you expect it to when it's talking about, you know, rooms, house, you're like, okay, mm. but I, I don't know what you're doing next. But it opens a, a can of worms by the end of the episode. It does. It's like, okay, now where are we going from here? Uh, so, I th- I think the first thing worth mentioning is we really liked the first season partly because it was well shot and it had a good tone throughout. Like it had that that sense to it, and I think this one does as well. Right right from the get go, uh, we have this sort of teaser scene at the start, which just kind of teases the mystery of the house. And right away, even though it's broad daylight, somehow it feels kind of like tense. Yeah, I mean the highest person. This this thing is creepy as shit. It is. It's pretty creepy. Uh, or we have four, well, two two central main characters, and then by extension, we've got another couple. It if actually this one feels at like the start of a a horror movie to me. I mean, you could say that about last year, I suppose. Well, but what I mean by that is just in the say that in the sense that we're interested in sort of our, our main girl, who we get a bit more of her past. We get a little bit of her father, uh, who's passed away now, and but you know we get a little bit of flashbacks with her. And then she's got her best friend, and then she has like a sort of male friend, and they meet another guy. And it's, so it's this kind of like two couples, and they're they're all college age, they're you know the early twenties, and it really felt like okay, if this was a horror movie, but then we get into a house, it feels like the start of that, in, in a good yeah, way. Yeah, and you're going okay, 
right which one gets picked off first <laughs> yeah yeah that, that, that's kind of like there was kind of those vibes um the house itself is pretty mysterious it, they do a good job of making it feel kind of surreal yeah it's got a really uh really interesting design yeah and i'm talking just about the outside here i'm not even talking about the yeah inside. yeah like just when you see it it stands out it's you know, it's this black house and it's like it's, uh, well, I mean, more, more of a blue. So blue, blue. It's it's a dark blue, yeah. Yeah, dark, dark it, blue. But I mean, like it, it, at first, like, like it looks just black at night. Oh, at night, sure, yeah. But we yeah. see it in the daylight. It's, it's definitely we see it in the daylight. Yeah, there's definitely a blue tinge to it. And then it it always seems to be at the end of it because this is the thing. It moves. Like this is this is what they set mm. up is that it moves locations and you find out. Like it's they send out cryptic teases on your phone and Twitter and yeah, Instagram. It's, it's got a, a viral marketing campaign behind it. Yeah, uh, so so everyone sort of looks at it as a sort of an attraction. This is something that comes to your town that someone don't know who, but someone sets this up. And uh, it's more of a myth thing with a you know a bit of fun. So it's not like people when it shows up in town, people are like scared of going to it. They're like no, it's intriguing. Let's it's, go it's, see it's it. It's like oh, there's a haunted house. You know, yeah. like, like, like it's just the the latest attraction. But of course, the tone of the entire episode is telling us that oh no, the, yeah, yeah, we 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 know more than than that. We're like no, no, so something more is going on here. I don't know if I'd say we know more than that. We just feel I, more I mean, than that. No, no, <laughs> we know more from context of yeah. this is a show about this house. Yeah, sure, There's sure. More going but on. We don't know anything about the house. We just we have a feeling. We just know deep down that no, this is going to be yeah. bad. Whatever this is, it's not going to be just a fun haunted house that you're going to go through. Then right. again, it'd be a pretty boring show otherwise. Then again, maybe we'll get to the end of episode six and it'll be like, got ya, it was all fake, everything. I'll be surprised, I'd, I'd given, be impressed. given the end of the episode, I'd be surprised if that was where it went. Yeah. Hey-ho. Um, so yeah, I thought it was creepy. Um, I thought the characters were, well, at least the main character, I think is pretty strong. Like The others are fine and sort of supporting sort of roles, mm. but she is definitely, the set-up part kind of like, her characters, uh, not flaws, but sort of where she is and what's driving her, what, what's holding her back, what, what's weighing on her mind kind yeah. of idea. And it, obviously that feeds into what happens in the house and feeds into where we're going for the rest of the show. Um, think, like you said, they feel like characters in a horror movie, which is a good thing for what they're trying to do. But in a, in a realistic way. Like, I, I never felt like, yeah. oh, they're, they're being the cliched stereotypes of the characters. Uh, the guy mm. who chats her up at the bar, like, he's a little bit cheesy at first, but it, it mostly kind of smooths out. Like, it's not, yeah. you know, the, the, the friend's kind of the, uh, I'm trying to think of what you call his stereotype. He's, he's kind of the, well, he's the one excited to talk about the, the house when he, like, is odd. Like, he, he's, he's almost the nerdy one. Yeah, but not quite. He's, he's kind of the cool nerd. He's, he's, he's nerdy about this specific thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and they just they they feel like they fell into those kind of roles without feeling too stereotypical. They feel kind of normal, yeah. um, and you get the sense of that. So, no, um, so I, I would say it's worth trying if you like horror stories. If you like stuff that's a bit more creepy than necessarily just jump scare, jump scare. Um, I, I, would... I, I don't think there's any other horror like it on TV. No. Nah. I mean, so obviously American Horror Story is quite successful. I have tried two episodes of that of two different seasons and did not like it at all uh, for various reasons. But this is uh, definitely, at least so far, like season one I liked and then so far episode one of this has been has been good. Yeah. So, um, so we'll get into spoilers then. So full spoilers for No End House episode one. So we find out, of course, that our main character Margot, her, her father, 
Um, we get we get some we, obviously we get the opening tease of just this random girl who we don't really know running towards the house and then someone else running up behind her and knocking her out. Yeah. And saying, "What have you done to yourself?" And we see that she's got uh, stuff on her arm. She's cut into her arm. Uh, this isn't real. Mm. That's what she's cutting her arm. So that's a bit of a cryptic tease. We don't really have much to go on as to what that that means. Not yet, no. But then we cut to Margot's flashbacks when she's a little girl, and it's kind of like home movie style. Like they're all stuff that her dad's filmed, or he's got the mum to film, and uh, mm. she's playing the piano for him. Or in their pool. You know, just some goofy stuff with him. You know, when he's shaving and he's putting uh, the sh- shaving foam uh, on his every, head. Everyday home movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like the idea that they've bought a, a relatively expensive looking camera for for their home movies. It's kind of that that paranormal activity thing, or at least in that movie though, he's like he he's really excited about his expensive camera, so you get that he's a bit of a. I, I get it. I feel like a lot of dads, you know, it's like okay, yeah. they, they they like to be in in the technology, and it's like. I'm gonna have a nice camera, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking time-wise, though. If this is set present day, that this is at least like ten to twelve years ago, in time. Yeah. Which, yeah, okay. which would put us around the time where the camera he's holding looks, a, you know, pricey for the time. It does look pricey. Again, house looks all right. Anyway, so so. Oh uh, yeah, he's, he's yeah he's doing okay for himself. He's you know. Yeah. But anyway, so we get all this, but. It, 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 ha- it does have this kind of feeling of melancholy at the end. Like as it goes on, like you, you, there's like these weird subliminal images of the uh, of like a flower like blossoming, which turns yeah. out to be also something that's in the cryptic teasers for the house. Like, mm. This blue flower, this blue rose, or whatever it is. That oh, blue rose. There you go. That's, that's mm. related to something else we watched recently. Um, and but we cut, we cut to sort of present day, and we find that she's still living at home with her mother, uh, and you get the sense that that's maybe because. She doesn't want to leave her mother alone, or because she herself is broken. Maybe both, but little column A, little column B. So this is summer. Our friend Jules comes home. She's not seen her in a while. They, you know, they, they sunbathe despite the fact that it doesn't look that sunny. Uh, maybe that's just the the, the, the charm of being a, a, a sort of shitty town where you never get uh, good sunshine. I think that's uh, just going. Meh, it's as good as it's gonna get. Yeah. Uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, but she she tries to convince her to come out, and she's not really feeling it. But she goes anyway. Again, it's almost a cliche actually. That they kind of the. The, the more active girl try to convince the sort of shut in to, to come out and have some fun. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's, you can tell there's a reason why she's shut in. Like, you know what's mm. going on. So it's like, okay, it doesn't feel like a cliche. No, no, I like the shooting style, actually. Uh, the scenes all have kind of a, like, and I'm talking about these early scenes, which are mostly just these, this dialogue and character building stuff that's just setting mm. things up. But they, they have like an energy to them. They almost feel. You know, handheld camera most of the time. It feels like it's cutting mm. uh, a little bit more than uh, sometimes you get. Which you know, I don't always necessarily like, but here it here it makes it feel a bit more um, frantic. Like it's it's a little bit like it's not uh, frantic in the sense that it's not settled. Yeah, yeah, it's a subtle frantic, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, it doesn't feel like you're you're frantic in the sense that you're 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 struggling to keep a hold of things. It just feels like, yeah, things aren't stable right now. Her life is not in the best place, and mm. this is you know, so it has that feeling. Like you you get that quite early on, but uh, so yeah, so they go at the bar, like the, and their old friend from school, JD. He he he's like, oh, did you get one of these things on your phone as well? He explains what it is. He explains the house, six rooms. You know, you you get these teasers. It goes around the country, around the planet, and 
you you get an address later and you find out where it is and they, they end up hanging out. She, you know, she meets this guy, she's about to leave but this guy kind of tries to chat her up and they end up going back to, uh, to her place uh, and hanging out around the pool and just drinking, talking. Um, you know, it, it gets a little bit bittersweet a couple of times. She, she brings up her dad, she's clearly not quite over it. Mm. Uh, we find out that she found him. She's the one who found him, like in the living room. He had a, an, an allergic reaction to his medication. Yeah, and you know she, we get this sort of really uh, kind of tense shot of her walking up behind the couch as he's watching TV, and you can see the back of his head. And you know, it's yeah. like we never get round the front in this moment, but you sort of get this this dread of her walking up. And it's it's this really you. strong image, isn't it? Because you don't you don't need to see it because you you you, know, you see the back of it and you know what's going on and you know what this moment is. And you just feel the, even though it's already in the past, you don't want her to go around and see it. Yeah, yeah, you get that, you get that quite, 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 it's quite apparent as you're as you're watching it. You feel mm. the dread. So, so they get this little teaser, but this time there's like you know an address, there's a street name uh, that yeah. pops up in it, and so they, they all go, they they go down, and it was funny because as they were on their way, I was thinking to myself. You know, should these because like, part of me thought these would be the only people who show up, and I'm like, does that make sense if they're the only people who show up? Because if it's been going out to everyone, it's kind of this myth. A lot of people know about it. Should there not be a crowd? But sure enough, when they get there, there actually is like a bunch of people who have shown up, and there's like different mm. cars. There's a guy in a bike. There's some people who are coming from the house, which shows us that it's not just you go in and you never come out. Like some people, you know, there's sure they don't look very happy. Like the girl who passes mm-hmm. them by, and the way out is throwing up yes, <laughs> from the experience. She is uh, deeply unsettled. <laughs> yeah. So, so we have a nice mix of characters. We kind of, you know, they interact with a couple of. Uh, I actually thought at the time I was like, oh, these are the red shirts <laughs> that they're meeting right now, <laughs> the ones we don't know as well who can go quicker. Uh, but in particular, there's one guy who seems really determined. He's, he's got like his backpack on. He's like he's been looking for it. That's what he says. I've been, you know, I've been looking for the house. Yeah. Uh, so I'm suspecting he's been in it before. Me too. I I I got that feeling where yeah he he's too knowledgeable, especially compared to. JD, who seems fairly knowledgeable on it in general, you know, he knows what this is, he, he's aware of all the teasers, and he knows what's going on, but this guy seems to know a lot more. Yeah, I think he does a really nice job of, as they go up to the house and go in, we see that people kind of wait to get in, and then the door unlocks for the next batch, and they go in, but I, I feel like it feels natural enough the way they walk up to the house and kind of like go up slowly, it doesn't feel like they're milking it more than it should be, but at the same time, it does feel like there's a sort of a build. It feels it's ominous because, yeah. like you say, it's it's this random, weird-looking house that's just appeared in the middle of the street because it's yeah, you know, it's in the middle of the street. It's clearly not supposed to be there. Yeah, and it's funny because f- from their perspective, they assume oh, they've been working on this for a while. They've set up the house, but at the same time, like people living in the street must have just looked out their window and went, "Wait a minute." Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't there yesterday. What, yeah. what happened? Uh, so, so they go in, and the the first room, uh, there's like busts of all their all their all their heads. You know, just yeah. just plain white busts that are just molds of their faces, um, and they recognise themselves. Which, to be fair, I I give them credit because I'm not sure I would recognise a bust of myself if I didn't have hair. I was looking at these busts and going, I can't tell which of these is who. Yeah, they're, not they're, at first. They're too plain because yeah, there's no eyebrows, there's nothing like that. There's no hair. There's you know, 
eyes, nose, lips. That's about it. Yeah, uh, the only one that I could kind of tell was Jules because she she had bigger lips than everyone else. So yeah, I can kind of tell. I, 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 that's the same one I got. I could kind of see her, and I could tell which ones were male and female. But beyond that, it was. Yeah. The 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 fact that they got so quickly that this was them. Yeah, maybe you know, they were like, "Oh, this is us." Minor nitpick, maybe. Yeah. But again, maybe once one person realizes it, it's like, well, the rest of them probably are too, and they they find theirs. So, um. I'm I'm trying to think back if it was you know the guy that they met who was like oh these are us because if it was him that you know oh yeah it's true Alan's Green haven't been there before I I I wasn't looking for it specifically at that point I want to say if, I want to say it was JD but I could be wrong mm. I could be wrong That's fair. Uh, but the, the the light goes out at one point and then when the light comes back up the not all of them but some of them uh, the heads have been cracked open and these little like hands that are. Yeah, coming out of it. Uh, it looks fantastic. This effect. Yeah, it's, it's just really disturbing looking. And yeah. there's not. And that, this is the room. This like okay, door opens. You can go. You can, there's two doors. You can go next, or you can go out. You can yeah, bail out that, now, or you can go to the next room. Some some of those heads look great. There's one that's split in two with two hands, and a third hand is in the neck. Hmm. That's just like oh man, that looks so creepy. Yeah, basically what this show is is uh, we're going to try and make nightmare fuel. And we're just going to go for it. And yeah, I mean, the fact that we still remember the tooth child from last year so vividly is a testament to their their this strong design work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tooth child, even to an extent, the characters from the show, the you know, the pirate and the uh, yeah, the, no, all those true. characters. Like, I, I fairly re- I remember them all quite vividly. Yeah. So they go in the second room, and it's this is just a plain room this time because the first one is it's almost like a. A museum room, or maybe even like a dinner hall, but instead of a yeah, dinner table. Yeah, it looks like a very fancy room, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, but the second room it's very plain, and sterile, and not a lot going on in it. And it, there's a, so it reveals this in a really interesting way because they go in, they don't see anything, then the camera pans round and reveal a figure standing in the corner of the room with a very strange wooden mask. Yeah, it's basically. Simple features in the top half. You can see the shape of the eyes and the, the wooden mask. But in the bottom half, it just sort of drips around down into a straight sort of surface. Just a flat surface. There's no mouth. Mm. And it goes down quite a long way. And this figure just kind of starts to walk around the room. But, it, you know, the, the sense of pacing in the scene is very strong because it lingers on for a long time before he starts moving. And yeah, then he starts there's moving. a moment where they're like, is this, you know, just a figure? like a, Yeah. Or, or is it someone? And the camera, it's all one shot. It follows him around the room and it's constantly sort of spinning around him slowly and whoever he's like looking at. And he, he sort of eyes some of them up. And yeah, there's it, this, this sense of stalking and you know choosing the prey. Yeah, and he, he gets to gets to Margot at the end of this and he, he leans into her, her ear and whispers something. We don't get to hear it at this point. And then the light goes out, light comes back up and the guy from the couple that they, they met outside, they've not really been big characters, but... They've been there. He's missing. There's a giant streak of blood on the floor. <laughs> the girl who was with him freaks out and runs out the exit door. That's fair. Like, now the others, the, our main characters, just sort of assume, "Oh, they're actors. They're here. They're, they're plants. They're here to yeah. give, give it some credibility that something's going wrong." They they kind of write it off as a thing. And but the most interesting part though is that so so Jules comes up to up to Margot and says, "Oh, what did what did he say? What did he whisper to you?" And he said, 
uh, welcome back, or I may not have been welcome back. It was something like like that. Though. I think I think it was. It was a welcome yeah. back. It was a welcome back. Nice to see you again. You know, same difference, but it was welcome back, uh, Marsha. Martian, wasn't it? No, it was Marsha. Marsha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I did have a few problems with the sound mix at times. But based on that, and then the end scene, yeah, Marsha. Hmm. That makes sense. I, I, like I said, I had a few yeah. problems with the sound mix in the house. Okay. Do you think that was an intentional kind of? I, I do think it was intentional. Because that, that room, that... that room specifically had a big echo. That was like you know you were in. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I say, um, I think it is intentional. In the idea of. It feels different. You're leaning in and paying attention, mm. but I, I miscaught a couple of words here and there. Yeah, I think it works in this sense because I, I we've talked about because we talked about seven, the movie seven doing this. Yeah, um, and we thought it was just kind of distracting in that movie. It didn't really make much sense and work. Whereas here, I think it does to a point because it, it is this kind of otherworldly horror. That, that's exactly it. I think in in that movie, it was you know it was the whole thing, and it was okay, right. It's a bit much, but here it's it is relegated to just the house. It feels otherworldly. It's it's this idea that it's set apart. It's different. Yeah, and you know, obviously Twin Peaks does this as well. Although Twin Peaks goes so far that they put subtitles because they know that this is going to be hard yeah. to understand if you didn't. But yeah, so so sure enough, she says, "Oh, we can leave now," and so not and so. No, no, I'm no, that's what I see. Let's, let's go to room number three. Uh, but number three is where it tells them to split up. There's like a revolving door, and it says one at a time, and you get the idea that it's taking them all different places after yeah. but obviously we stay with Margot. she's our main character she's our, she's our protagonist we stick with her and we go in this hallway and this is just a simple the simplest creepy scene ever it's just a long hallway and as a as a mirror it actually took me a couple of seconds to register what was going on here because there was a couple of quick shots of like a hand coming round and i thought it was like a door because i didn't really quite get it was a mirror at first yeah, yeah. and for so i was kind of confused by what was actually and then I eventually get a wide shot i'm like oh it's just like there's just someone holding a mirror Halfway yeah. down the hall. That's all it is. But there's this sort of la- laughing. There's this creepy laughing going on behind it. And there's just this, again, very slow, de- deliberate pacing. Walking up very slowly, getting close. But the, the best part of, of of course, the whole thing, is she's... So it's not quite hitting the edges of the, the, the hall, right? We're not hitting the walls. There's a little bit of room. So she sort of squeezes past the side of the mirror. And... We get our POV shot as she goes from like the side of the front of the mirror to the back. And as she goes to the back, we just see this this sort of chubby guy's face who's leaning he's, he's pressed up against the back of the mirror and he's just laughing like a maniac. Yeah. It's kinda of terrifying. It's it's wonderful in its simplicity. It is, because you're like it, it, it's it's who's this guy? Why is he laughing? What's he doing here? And I think Given where it goes in the next couple of scenes, I think it's important that it's a mirror. I think there's a reflective nature here. It's, it's, it's setting you up that we're going to be looking at your past. Yeah, it, it's the idea that we're we're, we're looking at you now. Like yeah. it's, it becomes personal. Yeah. So she 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 goes into number four, and and again she has the choice of going elsewhere, but she goes to number four, and number four. It gets real because it, it emulates the scene that we saw in the flashback of her finding the body. She's in this living room. It looks like her living room. She's walking up to the couch. There's a, someone sitting there. It, we can tell right away it's not her dad, though. At least not. Not that it doesn't same. look the same, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and as she gets round and we see the film come round this time, he's, you know, he's deformed. And it's not, maybe it's the same actor, but it's hard to tell because he's, you know, he's, he's covered in. 
like yeah, this sort of thick makeup that's going on. It, it's almost like you know the allergic reaction was that severe. And he, you know, you know, like when someone has like a, a bad peanut allergy and they they swell up. Yeah, his entire body's swollen. That's what it looks like. That's yeah. that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. But he can't speak, and he, he obviously we get the. It's, it's almost too predictable he did this, but at the same time, I was waiting for it so much that the suspense was kind of there. It's like when's he going to move? Because he's completely yep. still, and she's trying to turn off the TV because the TV's playing some of the whole movies that we've seen in the flashbacks and yeah. she goes she's trying to turn off the TV and she can't and the remote control's in his hand so she goes up and it's she reaches for the remote and it's the actually so the remote's in this hand and then the other hand that he's got just sort of goes like this and like grabs her simple it's one of those moments where okay she's reaching for the remote I get this is the moment he's going to move I know what's going to happen but it times it perfectly so it still it still lands yeah yeah, and I think the reason why it works as well is because she is is probably so terrified of that happening at this point. Like, because yeah. the idea is she knows her dad's gone, her dad's dead, but the idea of him of making back up in this deformed state to blame her for for not get because she brings up earlier on that she's she's guilt she feels guilty because like oh I, I was supposed to be home by ten that night and I came home late. If I just came home. But when yeah. I was supposed to, maybe I could have got there early enough to call the ambulance and you know so on and so mm. forth. Uh, so so it's it's playing, play, definitely her guilt and her the weight of uh, this experience on her is definitely the biggest factor here, because uh, it it seems like because I was I was getting some really serious Silent Hill vibes at this point, which is funny because we said that a lot last year about <laughs> we some did, stuff. Yeah. Uh, but what I mean in this case specifically though is that Silent Hill in the video games is very much a case of you go to that town when you're broken as a person and there's something that you have to work through, there's a trauma that you have to sort out. And to me, at this point, it really felt like this house was about that. It was about her going to try to work through this trauma of losing her father and blaming herself for it. Yeah, it's like maybe the house isn't evil. Maybe it's actually showing people you know, what they need to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, either it's not evil or it's completely neutral. And something bad may happen from it, but... Mm, but it doesn't have to. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's kind of up to the person, perhaps. But, uh, so yeah, so she, obviously she she freaks out. She goes into room number five. Yeah, because obviously at this point as well, she says, oh, she wants to go home, she wants to get out. Mm. And, and he kind of said, it, it's, it's this really creepy thing, because obviously his lips can't move very much. Yeah. But the voice comes out and it you know, just says, no, to get out, you've got to go on. Yeah, and yeah, and again, it doesn't sound like him. I don't even think we've heard him speak. Maybe no, we did hear him speak a little bit, but not enough that I remembered his voice anyway. But you know, you can't really tell if it's his voice. No, it's his very raspy voice, isn't it? Yeah, and she has that moment before she's in room six because depending on the layout of the rooms, sometimes there's like a little mini room, sort of transitional room, where the the door to go on, the exit door's in there instead. And she has the moment where she's almost going to go out, but she doesn't. She she goes on. And then room number six is basically just uh, more of the home movies. It's, it's like this attic, almost. And the end of the attic is this big screen. Yeah. And it's playing all these these home movies. Um, and it's, it's basically that simple. But it becomes too much for her. Like, this is... Like, it's, it's replaying all these moments. And you see, you, see, you see a little bit more of them. Like, the moments we saw earlier on, we see a little bit more of each one. Yeah, it's, it's the idea that these were playing, you know, that night. And that night's kind of the worst night of her life. Yeah, and she can't turn them off. She's trying to turn them off, and she can't. Yeah. And the cat's moving my monitor around. Thank you, cat. Um, but yeah, so 
So this is this is where she bails, which is very important because she doesn't go to six. She she made it to five. She never made it to room number six. Yeah. And remember what he said: you, to get out, you have to keep going. Right. I think that's also very important. But she gets out of the house, and Jules is outside. She's already left, and so maybe she bailed out at number four, number three, whatever. Whenever she bailed. Yeah, we have no idea. She's out there waiting. And it also makes you wonder, what did she go through? Like, what what, what trauma did right, she... Right, we don't know enough about her to even guess. Yeah. Uh, but the, the wait for the guys, they go back to the car and they, they just don't show up. And it's like, well, where have they, where have they went? Like, cause, because remember, uh, JD at one point did say that if you go through all six, you, so, you may never return. Yeah. He, he kind of says it jokingly. But yeah. There's that, that hint of, okay, I see where that's going. So they eventually give up though, and like they they try to drive back, but the car doesn't start. So they end up having to walk. So that they're, so they're walking home, and they they're talking about the experience. They're talking about stuff, and they get back to her house. Uh, they're a little bit worried, but she's like, "Oh, you can just stay over." And it's it's kind of this weird thing where okay, we've kind of brushed off what happened at the house. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just the morning we're through it. So it's almost like they're treating it like a weird night of like binge drinking where they can't, it's like, oh. Yeah, no. it kind of is because they even talk about, you know, doing a walk of shame and it's like the idea that that kind of was that. Yeah, yeah. But, but they don't understand what they're, they're shameful of yet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of a weird thing. She's like, ah, you can stay. You know, there's no point in you going to wherever you were staying. Uh, presumably her parents or maybe a hotel. Um, but she's like, she was in the house. And is is again? Is this nice bill? Like, cause like, cause you know, a friend Jules is just like, oh, I'm gonna get my stuff, and she just there's a slow build of her walking up to the door and going in, and you're like, okay, right, we're getting to the end of the episode here. The reveal of what's going on, or what what the, right. the setup for the rest of the season is going to be, certainly that's it. Because it, like, it's it's very clearly doing this build, and you're like, what's inside? What's 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 wrong? And she gets in, and she she ends up hearing this the same. Whistling, whistling, mm-hmm. yeah, and she she's like obviously like startled, and she's like turning around slow again, very slowly, very deliberate, building the tension, and goes out of the kitchen. And her dad's just standing there, like making food. He's just you know he's chopping what chopping vegetables. He just yeah, I, I love it. as soon as you hear the whistling and she freezes. She she hears, you know, she, she knows the sound. She knows yeah, what it sounds and then, like. but then just from her reaction, we know what it is. Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't believe it until she sees it, so we don't see it until she does. Yeah, it's, it's smart. Yeah, it's, it's very simple and effective, but it, and that's what the show does really well. It did it really well last season. It, it creates this this air of what the mood is in the room. Uh, yeah. And because it's dealing with dark things, the world feels kind of empty and cynical. Mm, like there's it does. no hope. Like, like you're in a bottomless pit of despair. Uh, and of course, it says. Uh, this is the big thing for me, though the 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 the, the, the thing that just caps it at the end. That not only because obviously, okay, right. So our dad's around; he's not meant to be. He's dead. That that's interesting enough. But what makes it fascinating to me? What makes it okay? This is the spark of creativity where I'm like, okay, now I'm really guessing. Is that she walks in the room and he says, "Oh, hi, Marsha." Mm. Cut to credits, and it's like, okay, that's what the the, the hooded or the, the the masked man called her, and that's not her name. Yeah. See, I was I was wondering though, when when the the hooded man, well the masked man called her that, she looked like she recognised it. I was wondering, okay, was that something that her dad called her anyway, and it was, you know, like a nickname? 
It may be. Uh, and, and, and she was like, how do you know that? That's why she, she kind of froze in the moment. It may be. There's nothing to say that's not that. Yeah. I don't say it's not that. That said, my mind, my mind was jumping more in uh, alternate universe <laughs> theories <laughs> more than yeah, anything okay. else. Uh, C- certainly when they came out of that house, it feels like they're not in... Either they're not in their world anymore or they're... Or they're, they're yeah, they've been into a different world of some kind. Yeah. Uh, are they still in some way in the house? I don't know if they're still in the house. I I don't know. In a metaphysical way, maybe, because like, the whole idea that like, you have to continue to get out. I, I think the the point here is that because she didn't finish and she left, the guilt of her dad's going to be there forever now because he's there. Because that, that's yeah. why that's why he's here. That's why he's manifested. No, no, yeah, that, that's. Uh, but uh, uh, one way I was thinking of it was maybe this is room six. Like this, this world now is her room six, and she's. Oh to no, get through no, this. it's not room six. No, no. Well, I mean. I, I, I suppose you could kind of argue that, but I think the reason why that guy was looking for the house is because he left as well, and he has to come back and finish. Because if he doesn't finish, then whatever changed in his world will always still be changed. Mm, and okay. As much as uh, this so that's seems... why they don't come back after Room Six because they're gone back to their world. Yeah, it's almost like when they go back to their world, they're not like, even though they're, they're kind of back in the starting world, they're not really. Yeah. You know, they've been into a better world where they've, they've fought through their demons or their, their issues or whatever. Um, but I, I think... So, I mean, you could argue... No, because I think there will be a room six. I think, like... The, the, I think the plot of this season, though, is going to be that... At first, it'll seem like a good thing that her dad's back. As much as it's weird and she can't explain it, it'll seem like a good thing, but it'll become apparent that for whatever reason it's not. Maybe he's come back different. Maybe there's a sinister undertone to it. Maybe yeah. it affects other things and therefore it has to go back to the way it was. And... I think it's going to be about she has to find the house again. She has to go back in and yeah, finish. She has to finish and get to room six. And then I think, and maybe it'll turn out that this was kind of in a weird way, room six all along, and this is what she has to finish, and everyone has to go through this. But I think there'll actually be a room six in the house, though. When I'm thinking about it, I think when she gets back to the house, no, well, that, that makes sense to me. There'll be a final trial. That, that's I'm, what I think. I, I'm wondering just how obvious it'll be that you know something's wrong with it. Like how quickly will, will it be as simple as. You know, the classic life for a life where, okay, he's back, but now her mum's gone or something. Oh, it could, yeah, it could, it could be simple as that. Uh, or, or is he different? Is he, like, is there a sinister undertone yeah. to him specifically? Is he, I don't know if I'm going to straight up say murdering people, but, like, is he is he wrong? Is that whole thing where you bring them back, they don't come back yeah. quite right kind of vibe? I don't know. Um, now, that's assuming that the name thing is just... That was his nickname for her. Yeah. And I can't remember. The funny thing is, is it may actually be in the opening home videos. You may hear it in I, there. This thing, I don't remember hearing it, though. Yeah, I don't remember hearing it either, which is why I was jumping to, like, or she she's taking the place of, like, like uh, Marsha's, like, her in a different universe, and she's went to... Which, again, is different from the previous theory that this has just changed because it's now she's stuck with the mm. guilt because she didn't finish... Um, if she actually went to a different universe, then that's a whole different kettle of fish. I'm more inclined to think that it's not that she's taken over a different universe version of herself, it's that this has now been created because she's not finished and she has to live with this. Yeah, I'm much more inclined to go with that. Yeah. I think when when she is called Marsha, she doesn't like argue it, because I, I think at the end of this episode, it doesn't actually cut straight to credits after he, after he says that. Mm. There's a moment where it looks back at her and she's like, Dad? So she doesn't like. It, it, she's not like. Why are you calling me that? 
Yeah. Uh, oh, I'd have to question, why is Marsha a nickname for someone named Margot? Alright, so so we double-checked. It is actually Martian, that, uh, which makes more sense as a nickname than Marsha yeah. does. <laughs> yeah, which is why I just yeah. went to that, I think. Honestly, I think the reason why I heard Marsha is that maybe I didn't hear the ending properly, and it just made... It was a name. Yeah. No, it just made, it just made more sense to me that it was Well, it was I mean, that's it. The fact that I didn't question you and you were like, no, it's Marsha. I was like, okay, Sam was a yeah. bit... Yeah, like I said, the sound was a bit weird. Yeah, so so when he said so, that again at the end, I just I connected to the previous thing that I heard. Yeah, <laughs> that was basically exactly. that simple. You just hear the one that you're expecting. Yeah, because uh, I mean it's a very similar word after all. Because even that time when I was looking for it, I still kind of like. You know, it's funny how in this discussion we've made a few similarities to what we were talking about in Twin Peaks, mm. and even that discussing a name there as to which was the right name is something that came up in that season. Uh, that's, that's true, that's true. Um, so certainly th- that does lean way more into the main theory that we had anyway, which is yeah. that this has just been created because she hasn't finished and this is going to be like her living through her, her guilt and her trauma again outside with her dad being around. Yeah. Um, I'm certainly intrigued though. Um, and if the whole thing is about working through their their, their trauma, their their guilt, their whatever that they, you know, they've went through in life, um, I think that's a pretty good, you know, framework, a good, a good meat to the, the story of all the creepy imagery that we've got. Because in this episode alone, we had the man behind the mirror, we had the, 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 the masked man, we had all these different things, and they all they were all good moments. Yeah, they all... the busts, the design of the house itself is just creepy. Yeah. So, no. I mean, not that there was any chance of... I mean, unless it was absolute garbage, but, you know, given we liked season one, there was a good, you know there was a little chance of us not wanting to do the rest of this, but clearly, we're, we're on board. So... Yeah. Uh, that is No End House episode one. So, um, let us know what you think of it in the comments below as Connor sneezes with his mic on mute. Uh, you can like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mild underscore fuzz. If you want to support the channel, you can over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?